going on, everybody? This is Trey Wynn. Welcome into a brand new episode of the Tighten Up Talk. I have my guy, Chase Green, here with me. Chase, how are you doing, man? Are you surviving COVID-19? whatever 19? <laughs> I, I am trying to. It is the weirdest thing I've ever been a part of. Like, uh, It's such uncharted waters that everybody's like kind of freaking out. We, you and I are just talking about we both got sent home today to work from home for... I guess indefinitely. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's all we got. And it's so weird. And all my friends are doing it. And it's just like this whole vibe. It's, I don't know, it's, man. I'm surviving. How are uh, it's kind of funny because it's like a culmination of so many weird things that have never happened in history before. I mean, obviously, the NBA, the NHL, MLS, the Masters is off. The Players' Championship is off. There was question, which we'll probably talk about later as far as the NFL draft, what they're going to do with that. But everything is on pause. And even for our company, yeah. like for those who don't know, Chase and I work at the same company in Chattanooga and getting shipped home today with, you know, equipment to work from home. It's like, this sounds awesome. Then you sit at home and it's like, oh, God, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be yeah. here from my own house. So, I, you know, I, I yeah. feel it. And it's I hope everyone out there for all those. It's we're actually recording St. Patty's night. So I hope you're all doing well. Yep. But in case you guys are new to us, uh, we just want to let you guys know this is the Tighten Up Talk. This is a production of the Chat 10 Sports Podcast Network. Do us a favor. Please share, rate, and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you like this, if you like our whole network, we've got podcasts for The Vols with Chase and Mike Piper. we got the chat, the Chop on Chat as soon as the, uh, the MLB starts up. And then once the yeah. NHL gets back going, our guy Alan Pavlo has the Preds report. So make sure, uh, yes, yeah, subscribe anywhere. But we are doing these now specifically. You're, you are listening to this either on the Chat Ten Sports podcast feed. If you would want to listen to this by itself, you can you know find it under the Tighten Up Talk anywhere you listen. Subscribe there, or just keep your keep your tabs on the main feed here, and you'll get all of our podcasts. Uh, in the in the main hub, yeah. but yes, everybody, we want to thank you for listening. And again, please sub- subscribe, rate, and share if you would do that. But guys, officially today, I'll start this off as far as just NFL wide. <laughs> Tom Brady is yeah. no longer a New England Patriot, and I am sweating Weird. because it's like, is this again all the crazy stuff that's been happening the last few days and week now? I guess Trump's talking mm-hmm. about sending us some checks or something like that. <laughs> shutting down bars and restaurants it's kind of crazy but on top of that in the sports world the greatest of all time is 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 no longer in the dynasty and chase what's your reaction to tom brady going to i think it's the buccaneers official unofficially officially for about 30 million a year what do you think i mean what's what's kind of the bite of the apple there (sighs) well honestly man like i thought about it today and i was like man that's tom brady i know I know he's 42, but that's Tom Brady with Mike Evans. We saw what Chris Godwin did, especially early on last year. Break OJ Howard, you know, they've still got cap space, solid offensive line, not wonderful, but solid. Um, I think they've still got some guys to sign there too. And pretty solid defense. Um, I'm really looking forward to kind of watching this thing take off because it's going to be nuts because if they get if they get any sort of continuity then man that's going to be sickening to watch because <laughs> tom's tom's going to get them the ball man so i, I don't know what, what was your first thought yeah i think you, you kind of hit it with you're talking about cap space and my initial thought like looking at their kind of docket of who they're paying obviously Shaquille Barrett is getting the tag this year. Uh, supposed to be, I think, roughly at fifteen point eight million. Obviously, Mike Evans. They've got numerous players that are are making. They probably got six to ten guys that are making over ten million dollars a year. But right now, before Tom Brady's contract hits, they're going to have about sixty six million in cap space. So, obviously, Jameis. It's kind of crazy to think of. I mean, where all these remaining pieces are going to fall. But obviously, the usually the biggest piece. With Tom Brady, guys like Phil Rivers and you know, and other players. I know the Titans have kind of gotten their pieces settled to an extent. There's still some potential there. But, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it just makes you think of, obviously, it changes the NFC South. What does it mean for a guy like Mike Evans? That's my first initial thought of, like, oh, my God. You've always, even, especially yeah. in, like, fantasy football, you've always looked at Mike Evans as, obviously, a, a freak. Even whenever he was in yeah. college, it's – 
All right, Johnny Manziel and him teamed up, and he still did pretty well with Johnny Manziel. But what does this guy look like whenever Tom freaking Brady is under center and throwing snaps? And my biggest thing, too, and one of the reasons, you know, I did not want him on the Tennessee Titans is that this is going to be kind of square one for their offense. Of If, if you're implementing yeah. Tom Brady's offense, if you're installing those types of uh, schemes, I mean – it's a it's a whole new thing for ten other guys, and Brady's kind of bringing it in. But I think Bruce Arians is is he's known for a long ball. He's known for kind of going deep. Um, Jameis has been able to do that, and he's also happened to throw in about thirty some touchdowns, you know, thirty touchdowns, and also thirty uh, interceptions. But yep. I mean, yeah, my initial thought was Mike Evans, and holy holy lord, <laughs> what are we what are we yes. about to see as far as wide receiver production in Tampa Bay? <laughs> Yeah, and that's another part for Evans is he he does have a lot of valuable skills, but Tom obviously in his career has made a living off these underneath guys and teaching them and knowing timing stuff, which I just don't think they had. I mean, I, I know Jameis is there's there's always things about Jameis where you're like he does have arm mm-hmm. talent, but I just I just don't know if he's obviously he's not a quarterback wizard. You're fixing just he Evans and Godwin are fixing to learn things from Tom that they'd never even imagine. So they're going to get timing routes they never saw, plus all their physical abilities they already have and, you know, just pure natural wide receiver talent Mm -hmm. they have. So there's going to be some really cool stuff. And if you are one of those people like us that are ready for fantasy football draft to be starting right now, dude, either one of those receivers. Yeah. It's going to be. Well, awesome. I'm, I'm looking at, I've got ESPN on a TV in my room where we're recording this. And it's right now, Tom Brady's expected to sign with the Buccaneers. And, and it's got the stat below it. Two receivers with Godwin and Mike Evans, both coming off of 1,100-yard seasons with Jameis. Yeah. And obviously, O.J. Howard, I know he's been injured the last season. Uh, I think it was like an ankle or Achilles maybe that took him out. But yeah, it's just kind of the sky's the limit. But but Chase, just to kind of open this thing up as far as NFL free agency in general, um, has this been the most active free agent period that you've seen? And I'm trying to I was trying to scramble through kind of making our outline. I'm trying to think of another time where it was I mean, as soon as the gate opened, that it was this active and obviously it was just back to back to back yesterday, even last night, yep. and then kind of coming in today, but has this has this been something that you've seen before, or is it just like a brand new level? Uh, I think it's pretty out there, but also I just think it's coming with the times as far as with what's going on now, everything being canceled. Because right now, usually you're in championship time and you're filling out brackets and you're doing all this stuff. Tonight would have been the first four in the college basketball realm. It's like all that would have been going on, and I think it sometimes these smaller signings get overshadowed, but this time, dang, dude, it came out on fire, and it was something we just – we needed that, like, sports itch. It's like you got any more of them free agents, man, you know, <laughs> like you're scratching your neck. Yeah, that's uh, it, was, it was one of those things today where I got – like watching these last two days, it's been – and also like they're decent, you know, decent yeah, names. Yeah. Like a lot, of, a lot of times, you know, you'll get a bunch of offensive linemen and here and there's, but there was some decent names that came out. So yeah, it was, it was pretty for wild. Sure. I mean, especially, especially for what we're going through in quarantine or pre-quarantine. I don't know how you want to look at it. So oh, it's it's got yeah. me through the last forty-eight hours for sure, as far as just like kind of tapping the vein and hoping for everything to flow through. Uh, everybody, I want to yep. welcome in our guy Zach Brooks is joining us right now. We're, we're Zach, just so you're c- catching up with us, uh, and I'll keep all this on the podcast because it's podcasting, baby. Um, but uh, yeah. we're jumping through just kind of NFL free agency. I want to say welcome, Zach Brooks. How you doing, man? I'm good, guys. How are y'all? Good, good. Pretty good, uh, dude. I want to get your reaction, Zach, as far as Tom Brady – Going to the Bucks. What do you? What's your kind of first reaction there, dude? I really didn't see that coming. To be honest, um, I I really thought that <clears throat> he was either going to go to the Titans or um, the Chargers, and I I really just never saw the. Uh, I mean, I know that you know every team obviously had a chance, um, but I, I just I just didn't think that what he brings to the table and what he kind of sees. Um, from a team that he wants to play for, you know, you go, mm-hmm. you go from the Patriots who just seem like they have everything together. I mean, it's like Alabama football. I know those two teams are compared to, 
daily, mm-hmm. and I just I I don't see yeah. anything that compares between Robert Kraft and the Patriots and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just don't. I mean, I know that he has offensive weapons, which is what he was wanting, um, but just yeah. from a Tom is a system guy, and yeah. I I don't ever recall <laughs> watching a Tampa Bay or talking about Tampa Bay and thinking that they have a good system going. And yeah. so I'm interested to see how he can work um, with, you know, the head coach and the GM and the players and just kind of bring – I'm sure they're going to want him to bring what he has learned, obviously, from the Patriots over to Tampa Bay. But I just – I don't see how um, it's going to click. I'm sure it will at, to some degree, but I don't think it's going to be what he um, – is expecting. I just hope it doesn't turn out to be a complete waste of a choice, and this is kind of his last, yeah, uh, couple of years. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it kind of like with with Michael yeah. Jordan going to the you know the Wizards. It's like nobody really ever talks about that. We just talk about him playing for the Bulls, and yeah. I, I I just hope that he yeah it is not kind of walking through those same footsteps of just wanting to keep playing and made a decision that he might regret. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of the the Bucks GM, I mean, obviously a huge difference with with Belichick being the head coach and GM kind of position. Which, he, speaking of, he's making Bill O'Brien look foolish <laughs> with some of these moves that he's done the Dude, last twenty four hours. Um, but Dude, there was a story gracious. I wanted. I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but there was a rumor, and I think Barstool put it out maybe a year ago, of the Buccaneers GM. It's Jason Light, uh, who's kind of a character he obviously a lot of folks in florida kind of line up with him he's a little goofy um but uh apparently there was a a burner account and he apparently the rumor was that he was running this burner account and he even wrote a book basically it was basically an apologist of of Jameis winston why he wasn't you know succeeding with the buccaneers whatever excuses he could find there's a lot of the same stuff that you had heard from from you know the, the apologists for Marcus Mariota of different OCs and head coaches and not enough weapons, whatever it was. Everything was it was not it was never Jameis's issue. Um, but it's funny to see. Yeah. I don't know, obviously, if that was a rumor, if that was legitimate. But there was enough evidence in this barstool video to make you wonder of like, holy shit this is actually the gm for the buccaneers making this thing yeah and that was a a complete bunny trail side story but just wanted to let you guys know yeah this is and just to go off of zach's point this is a completely different pool i guess you could say or pond Mm -hmm. if you know whatever analogy you want to use that that tom's about to jump into and that's something kind of circling into some titans talk like that was one reason why i did not want him there was of the brand new scheme and what it meant for the Titans and so on. But, but yeah, even just talking in general for, you know, for uh, topics here, as far as the best moves, I know I touched on Bill O'Brien, but what is, and you can even talk about that as the worst move, but what is the best move that you've seen thus far since the opening of free agency? And either one of you guys just jump in. Go ahead, Chase. Mm, Yeah. Honestly, like, I really think two things happen, and it's it's not it's two moves, but it's the Browns getting Conklin and Austin Hooper. Um, man, just keep surrounding yourself with weapons and get some better protection for for Baker. I think that's the that's one of many thousands of things they need. But uh, also getting a backup plan for Case Keenum, I thought those weren't terrible right. moves for them. So just keep adding weapons and get some protection and get a guy that if Baker keeps slipping, then, you know, make this thing right in some different way. So I think they made some all right moves. And so I'm just going to go with the Browns kind of in general so far. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was a good move. I mean, I, you know, I love drama. (laughs) (laughs) It's Uh, the best. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, And so I love talking, watching, just being obsessed with the Cleveland Browns. Um, I just think, they are the most exciting dumpster fire that I can. You know, oh, yeah. can and I, I think that what I kind of related to, I know I'm, I'm jumping on completely different sports, but I, I, it, I like it because it reminds me of the Vols because people just always are just trashing the Vols. We can either have such a great game, but people are still going to trash us, and that's the same thing with the Browns. And I, so I, I guess to some degree, 
relate to the, a, a Cleveland Browns fan. Maybe it's because the Haslam's are oh, yeah, obsessed with yeah. So maybe maybe we yeah. maybe we are in some yeah. kind of backwoods related to them. Um, but I, I I I was excited about those signings because I think that it brings more like like Chase was saying. It obviously brings more weapons for Baker, but you can't say that he didn't have amazing weapons this year and he and yes. they still did what they did. And so my thing is, and I think Trey tweeted about this earlier is the narrative is going to go from the Patriots and now it's obviously going to go. Can Tom, you know, you know, t- bring up the bucks and make them mm-hmm. you know, a playoff contender, Super Bowl contender. The Super Bowl is going to be in Tampa this year. Like it's going to be crazy to see if he can get them there. Um, but yeah, I'm also equally as excited to, just to kind of see the narrative that kind of what goes around the Browns. Um, they're just they continue to give Baker uh, weapons, and it's just will he be able to utilize them and get out of his own way and figure out what he can do to get the ball to his players and without throwing so many interceptions. And I think yeah. that this is I and I I want to say this as well. I think that the reason why. I think some people can look at the move that the Cleveland Browns did and say that, you know, they're just trying to help out Baker. Um, but I also think you can kind of flip that coin. And I had this thought earlier um, that they could be setting up this offensive scheme to where if Baker doesn't meet mm-hmm. expectations, it's very easy to bring in a Jacoby Brissett or some kind of second string backup quarterback. Well, they, they he, signed a uh, case case Keenum. That, oh, that's, I yeah. totally did not. Yeah. I totally missed it on Twitter. So I didn't realize they had signed. Case no, so Keenum. much has happened in the last yeah. 40, 24 yeah, li- hours. Literally has, have not yeah. seen that. It's on been Twitter. a lot. So yeah. So, I mean, that's exactly what I'm saying is that are they kind of making this plan B of mm-hmm. if Baker doesn't, can't utilize all this offensive talent that we've surrounded him with, we have some. We have a plan B that, that could work. I'm sorry, I literally had no idea they had signed. No, you're, you're I good. On, no. Every time I get on it, Twitter, everybody's talking about the virus, so I, I just get off of it immediately. <laughs> no, and honestly, like it's it's similar as far as you. It has the same feeling like Baker's gonna start. He's gonna be the guy, but it's very similar to the quarterback situation for Tennessee last year. As far as maybe not, you know, I, both of them. I think Marcus is probably playing a little bit worse, but. You always thought like, well, you know, Tannehill's good enough to play. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I, think, I think I think I think it could be something to be. You know, it's it's definitely going to be not boring to watch, for sure. But I well, also that my second point was I also loved Diggs going to Buffalo. I don't know if y'all have talked about, it, but I loved nope. that pickup. That was a. I feel like <laughs> I I I truly truly loved that move. I think that that's going to get him to a spot where he can be the guy. And the, you know they they have so much momentum going, and I I love a high energy guy going up to Buffalo, and hopefully giving them a reason to jump on more tables. Yeah, well, the, mentioning Case Keenum, that was my exact thought whenever the announcement came that he was basically you know coming into quote unquote even like Mariota is with David Derek Carr and now Las Vegas, it's like they're kind of setting themselves up for guys who are starting caliber quarterbacks to take the reins. Because, again, I'm so glad that Titans fans and anyone who's dealt with, you know, the history, especially the Browns, if the Browns fans are listening to this, being in that kind of dark cloud of a rookie contract for a quarterback is like you still don't know if it's working out. They're going to try and surround the guy. Yeah. It's, it's Baker. It's Baker Mayfield situation right now. We're out of it with Mariota, um, and I'm trying not to think of a. My favorite move was obviously a Titans move, but it's something that uh, my favorite move and my, I guess, the best move in my opinion is what the ha- is what's happening with the Panthers right now. Because speaking of drama, there is. Mm-hmm. I mean, with Cam Newton, I feel like it's it's par for the course when you get this type of drama of obviously him kind of setting the narrative straight with what's happening and them kind of forcing him out. But the fact that they've already signed, uh, help me out. I'm, I'm te- Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. I mean, it is, I love the move. I love his story as far as obviously being drafted by Minnesota. He's going to the saints, like sitting behind Drew Brees. He's been a huge, 
uh, you know, supporter for Drew Brees as far as just, you know, even post-game stuff of saying, oh, this guy's the GOAT. But it, I love those stories yeah. where even like an Aaron Rodgers, guys are sitting behind great quarterbacks learning. And who knows what happens with, with, with Bridgewater and, and Carolina and, and Matt Rule. And I'm kind of glad to see – even again, for the sake of drama, seeing where Cam goes now and potentially with the Bears, but I love that move. Um, but I'll, I'll kind of start with the worst moves that we saw the last forty-eight hours. And I, and this might be just my blind hate <laughs> of the Colts, but what the hell are you doing, giving up a first-round pick for a defensive tackle, and then you're signing Philip Rivers to a one-year deal? To where you're, you're hamstringing yourself from basically bringing in a guy like who this is everyone's name that they're throwing out for Colts fans is Jordan Love. Like, why are you not giving yourself a yeah. chance to get that guy to sit behind Phil Rivers? And and the thing is, it's kind of funny. And and again, maybe this is my Titans lenses being on, but I feel like the the Colts with DeForest Buckner trying to stiffen up the middle so that you can't run on them. The Ravens getting Calais Campbell, and there was one other guy. I'm drawing a blank. I forget who it was, but they're getting better in the middle of the defense. I feel like every team is now – it's operation stop Derrick Henry in the run game because of how dominant he was yeah. last year. But I don't know what the Colts are doing. I like Chris Ballard, the GM. I like Frank Reich. I don't know what could happen, but I'm expecting a lot of picks when the Titans play the Colts. Uh, in 2020, but what were yeah. what were y'all's worst moves? Obviously, I think Nuke going to the Cardinals. That's obviously fair game. But if anything else sticks out, y'all let me know. Well, I'm like, I mean, like, there's literally nothing worse than that move. Yeah, <laughs> like Bill O'Brien yeah. should immediately be like fired from GM. That's his fourth running back he's traded for. I just I don't understand the it. position. The position that's the easiest to draft right now. Like, look at it. The last like third round guys work out very well especially in their first or second year kareem hunt like there's been multiple guys that are first round picks that are in the hunt for you know rushing guard leaders and you know it's just it's sickening Mm -hmm. to watch this guy like break his team but uh, on the other hand i love it selfishly you gotta (laughs) love it as a titans fan but i mean i I I just feel i feel awful for deshaun that's exactly what i was gonna say i'd legit even as a titans fan you know it's we're on the same page of like even as a titans fan there's still a part of my human soul that's like god deshaun dude you can't like what else does he have to do (laughs) like it's gosh i just feel so bad for him he's just such like bill o'brien will forever be remembered for just compl- I, mean, I think I, I really think I'm just straight up quoting someone on Twitter, but he will forever be remembered for just wasting away Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it it blows yeah. my mind that he can lay in bed at night this week and just think like, yeah, that was a good that was a good move. Yeah, I, I feel good about that. Well, it, it's crazy to think too. He was the coach that took over for Penn State, kind of got them you know after the whole scandal with Sandusky, like. He was the guy. That's something yeah. that obviously it's admirable. It's obviously a crazy situation to be in, but you're now going from that guy who came in and you know you're so beloved and respected, and all of a sudden you're the guy. Like I'm scrolling through on ESPN's kind of grade of the trade, uh, but they've got Mahomes, you know, on, on Twitter saying, "Whoa, you know, Eric Ebron, Fournette, so many guys, Jalen Ramsey." just the entire league. And I mean, it's ridiculous of when I don't know what you're trying to do. Now, here's the other side of the coin that I heard. I I heard talk and this might be rumors. It was Ian Rappaport on on NFL network talking about that. Bill O'Brien tried to shop him during 2019's trade deadline and nobody wanted him. Nobody wanted to give up anything for him. So I'm, I don't know if it's something that Rappaport's getting with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I don't know if I believe that. That's one of those things. He's too, he's, he's he's not too in good. the yeah, least I, mean, I just don't – and again, like y'all said, Stephon Diggs deal. You get a first-round pick, a fourth-round, fifth-round. I think they gave up a seventh, uh, but it's like, God, yeah, Bill, sure come on, dude, you know? I just, I, yeah. I just don't, I don't – I don't understand that at all. Was he? Was he – does he have wrong oh, numbers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you're shop, if you're shopping this guy – this is DeAndre Hopkins. In like, basketball I mean, terms, the dude. What do you? What do you? Like every time, sir. This yeah. is a Wendy's. Every time, yeah. Just overall skill wise, top two, top three to me. And it, I mean, yeah, there's physical specimens, 
But skill wise, dude, that it's guy's crazy. Is, is yeah, sick and Un- unreal, and yeah. it's something too. Like I, again, we talked about Deshaun at the point, and even looking at the AFC South right now for the Tennessee Titans, it's something that they they were the competition. Obviously, the the Colts are still kind of rebuilding, trying to get past Andrew Luck's shocking retirement that was last year. I think this is probably the most shocking move. I'm trying to think, even yeah. you know, outside of obviously losing Kobe Bryant, other other situations that we've had, obviously COVID nineteen canceling so many things. This is one of those stories that, in the midst of all this stuff happening, it's just like holy hell, like wow. Um, and even for David Johnson, you know, older, high paid running back, and that, yeah, you know, we, there's been plenty of conversations that have been you know, around uh, Derrick Henry and his deal. But, um, but guys, let's take a quick break. Um, we will come right back. Make sure um, stick with us and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you here shortly. Guys, Parkway Poorhouse offers the laid back atmosphere and the rich flavors of the Big Easy in the convenient comfort of the scenic city. Combining traditional dishes with their own unique flair, Parkway Poorhouse is a combination of everything owner George Llewellyn loves in restaurant and bar, good food, cold drinks, sports and music in a casual, energetic setting. Sit back and let the good times roll. For more information, check them out at parkwaypoorhouse.com and plan your visit today. And all right, fellas, welcome back in here. We're still talking through everything with the NFL free agency. Uh, a lot of stuff obviously has been happening. Moving on, um, I want to ask you guys this question because there's one particular team in mind for me. Um, but which NFL team has impressed you the most through the first 48 hours of free agency with the deals, the signings, any tradings that you have seen? What stuck out to you for teams that are rebuilding? Go ahead, Chase. Um, honestly, I think right now it honestly might have to be the Titans because honestly, we just made the right moves to keep our stride. Um, I think adding Beasley with the money we got him for mm-hmm. helps, uh, getting Derrick Henry on the tag, even though I think that's just kind of a holding sticking point for now. And I think they're trying to work out a deal. But, uh, yeah, I think those moves are pretty solid. And then it's just keeping us in place. Um, but, yeah, so so far I'd just go ahead and say yeah. Tennessee just for now. More to come. Yeah, I, I mean, I I don't know if I've, I've looked at any specific team and thought, man, they've just really killed it. I mean, I, I think that there's – if I had to say a team that I've been – I don't want to say pleased with because I feel like it could come to back to bite them. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say like, I think it was a good decision, but I, I was impressed slash pleased with so far, at least what the Cowboys have done. Uh, it, when I say that, it means I know that, you know, the whole Dak thing could turn into like a, a just a big dumpster fire, yeah. just absolute shit show. Oh yeah. But I, I like that they, you know, gave Amari, Amari's money, and that's what I think that pay that man, new, dude. Pay that bag. man, and that's what he. I mean, cause, I mean, if you if you think about it, I mean, he is. You know, you could argue on you know, their last game. You know, he was nowhere, but he was off on the sideline, and nobody really knows. You know what he was doing on the sideline, but the guy since he has come onto that team has just given them a new breath of life, and I, I know that Jerry has to see that, mm-hmm. and clearly he has, or he wouldn't have. You know, but. People always say, if Jerry believes in you, he's going to give you the money. Right. It's when he feels like that, yeah. you know, there could be either some tension or he has some trust issues with something. And I think that, you know, and maybe the reason why I think this is because he's so much in the media. And I know a lot of the, you know, owners aren't. Um, but I appreciate mm-hmm. that he is because it kind of gives fans that intimate moment of really knowing what the owner is thinking. You really don't get that with a lot of teams. Um, but I truly think that he takes every player or, you know, at least, you know, starting player into consideration of how does he create chemistry on the team? Is he, is he putting us forward or is he putting himself forward? Yeah. And I think that Amari is truly putting them, the team forward first. And that's why he got his bag. And I, so, I mean, I, I was, pleased to see that deal go down um, because I feel like that now that kind of gives them okay we know that Amari's here so let's figure out what we're going to do with Dak 
now whether you now whether you agree or not that Dak is going to be their future, you know, you, there's just such a good QB class coming up the next one to two years. So you, yeah. you know, who knows? Um, but mm-hmm. I, I, the Dallas Cowboys to me, and and the Titans too. I mean, the, I think I was just trying to talk to someone else that's not a Titans because obviously we're all going to say the Titans made some hella good moves, mm-hmm. but. I, I think that outside of our realm of fandom, I, I was I was pleased with what with the Cowboys have done so yeah, far. Yeah, I agree. And I think, too, like you're saying, with even the Browns finding a second fiddle to play in case things don't go with QB1, um, I mean, even looking back mm-hmm. on some of Amari Cooper's routes, I know he's kind of known for his route running. It's just dumb. And even the structure of his deal, I think, I think Jerry did a pretty good job where I think he's making initially – 10 million, I think this next year. And then it bumps up in the following years to, to maybe 10 or uh, maybe to 20 in the spread out over the next four years. But yeah, that's some fat ass, fat ass money right there. Um, I also just realized that Josh Norman got picked up by the bills. And I think that was a great pickup. I missed that on Twitter as well. They are, they already. Oh have yeah. Yeah. Secondary. Yeah. And that, that is a great. Thing. They're doing some other, and it's funny too. The NFC or the AFC East, on that Brady's out of it. My my team of choice that's kind of impressed me, and this is obviously, I'm just kind of been watching them, and I've got I've got Spotrack pulled up as far as all their kind of lined up signings, and it's something that the Miami Dolphins. This is my childhood team before the Titans even became a thing, even before the the Tennessee Oilers. Mm-hmm. Um, they were my. Marino and I remember when Marino was in Ace Ventura, like he was the man to me, dude. Like, um, so it's kind of cool. Yeah. I know our, our friend of the show and, and Chat Ten Sports in general, Eric Roddy, who's come on the podcast with us before, uh, huge, huge uh, Finns fan. But uh, good to see them. I know Cal uh, Van Noy, Eric Flowers, um, Byron Jones had a huge kind of set that market even for the cornerbacks and defensive backs like Logan Ryan, who's still unsigned and is a big question mark. But five years, 82 mil. Shaq Lawson from the uh, the Buffalo Bills. Um, Emmanuel Ogba. Like, yeah. They're they're going after the trenches, and, and I like to see it. I like Brian Flores as a coach. Um, but it's still it's one of those, like, you know, yeah. college football, like when, when a team like Nebraska falls out of being a powerhouse and they kind of make their way back up. They're not the exact example, but – I mean, Tennessee is kind of on that route, too, that it's good to see a, a historic team like the Dolphins kind of getting – and this is even before they have – God, y'all, they've got so many draft picks. It's ridiculous. Um, and it's I'm trying yeah, to trying to look up. They've got like- number pick number five, 18, 26 in the first round. They've got two three – I'm sorry, two twos, <laughs> one three, three fives, and this is all in 2020. So it's like they're going to have – That's insane. Yeah, I mean, they've got – and th- that's the thing. I think they've kind of rebuilt. and They were tanking for Tua, and all of a sudden they were beating the Patriots in Week 17 last year, which is kind of random. But they've got the recipe for a, a solid bounce back. And I don't, I'm not going to say they're going to win the AFC East because the Buffalo Bills are pretty still dominant in that way. But, yeah, they've really impressed me with uh, with some of their moves. But, yeah, let's talk, uh, kind of moving into some Tennessee Titans talk here specifically, and we can kind of round back to our, our final topic about the draft. But um, but I wanted to break down, and I didn't want to say, again, my favorite move of, of the, the free agency period this far, but the deal that Ryan Tannehill got and agreed to, it legitimately is just like mm-hmm. John Robinson. It's, like, it's just like golf clap, dude. It's like this is – the, the most team-friendly deal that you could have in 2020 and 2021, and it makes me – like, obviously, and I, I'm kind of thinking if I'm a player, I don't know if it's a uh, – this is kind of how I am. I know guys are out to get a big paycheck, but I'm a – give me a winning situation versus just a big big paycheck on a bad team. I know a lot of guys do that. Like Le'Veon Bell, just get as much money as yep. you possibly can, and you're on a terrible team with Adam Gase, but – the thing is, and this has been kind of passed around on Twitter as well, and I know Clay Travis has been, and I think I think Zach has even been real big on Tom Brady. That debate's obviously over, but this deal to me is the exact reason why I'm so content with Tannehill because as we're seeing right now, like ESPN, again, I said this earlier, ESPN's opened up on my TV and they're still talking about Tom Brady. Um, but it's one of those things. He's going to make $30 million in 2020. And as tight as the budget is for the Tennessee Titans, for Tannehill to be taking in 2020, $22.5 million 
and that frees up that money that we're talking, hoping we're all hoping and kind of praying that Henry gets a deal before he inevitably holds out. Um, and then it bumps up and then there's an out after 2023 or I think before 2023 that they say he does not continue on with the year that he had last year. You have an opportunity in 2020 or 2021 to draft a replacement and kind of sit maybe a season or two. But I mean, this was by far, and this is, biasly my favorite deal even for the titans of just what that meant for freeing up cash for other players in 2020 yeah that's it's it's those little witty things that i i don't understand i mean how they get there and the the way they know financing and like you said it just keeps us in a valuable position to have cap space when we need these little things when you know, we're going to need an interior offensive lineman uh, in case Saffold starts sucking again. Or uh, we don't know how Kelly's really going to do not being able to rely on being mm-hmm. a rotational guy or not knowing. Because me, yeah. it's it. It's his now. He is the right tackle. So there's little things we need. And it's nice to have that cap space because Ryan was cool with, hey, let's let's backload this thing. Um I need to – I'll clear up some space. I want to win now. That was fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I love the deal. You know, I <laughs> I, I liked the deal. I know, I know Trey Black, he's like, good, good Lord. What is he going to no, say? No, 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 no. That was just a loaded um, sigh. I know no. you wanted Brady. I, I know it's kind of like <laughs> – that was kind of what I said. Yeah, well, it's just – okay, so I have uh, – you know, I've, I've been on a few of these uh, – episodes you know way back in the day and so if anybody you know stalks <laughs> what i've said in the, in the past um you will know that i have been extremely critical um of the titans um in, in the years past just didn't think they were run well um just thought they just made you know very poor decisions year in a year out i just felt like it was i was cheering for the tennessee vols and i was cheering for the titans and neither one of them were making any progress and so i was like, okay i gotta let go of one of them and so I kind of backed off on Titans in those, this past two years. I was like, okay, maybe they've got some, you know, things kind of going on where, you know, and so I can't, I came back around of, you know, really been trying to um, just not be critical of the Titans and just think, okay, they're not all idiots. <laughs> they're going, they had, they're going in the right direction. They were for right? a while though, for the record, we're all, we're, we're all record. Uh, for right, all the yeah, rec- and I'm not saying, yeah, I didn't just like come up yeah. with that. Like, I mean, they, there was a time where we just were not a good NFL football team. And um, yeah. I say that to say, I like the deal with Tannehill, but I still think that we gave the deal to the wrong person. And I, I, I don't, I think I will, it will take a long, it will take Brady just completely crapping the bed in Tampa Bay mm-hmm. for me to get off of that. And I, I, I just can't get over not at least entertaining the thought of giving a six-time Super Bowl champion quarterback a deal. Mm-hmm. I, even if it was a one-year deal, I still think that that's worth – because here's the thing, guys. What if – and I'm and I'm not wishing this, but what if Tannehill just shows up and just totally – is a totally different player, has a bad offseason, tweaks something, and then we are stuck with him? And so it's so in the back of our yeah. minds, we're always going to be thinking, what if we just given Brady one shot? Because we're already so close, and I know we're so close because of Tannehill and Henry and several other players. But at the same time, you can't say that giving Brady a contract instead of Tannehill would have been a downgrade. If anything, it would have been the same as we were last year, if not better. So why would you not at least think about giving him a contract? It, it, even if it's just for a year, clearly the Colts are, you know, that's what I don't like about the Colts deal with the chargers is because that's just a one and done right. deal. They're, they're literally banking on Phillip rivers, drive them to the yeah. homeland. It's never going to yeah. happen. But I just think that I, so I like the deal with Tannehill. I feel like it's a very team friendly deal, but I also think that a deal with Brady would have made more sense for the immediate future. Ooh, uh, see, my thing, and I, I like a lot of what you're saying. It's not like it's out of left field and doesn't make sense because at the end of the day, I think the situation and whether or not – a part of me doesn't believe that the interest was there. I know this is something I talked about on a, the last episode of Tighten Up Talk was 
I believe the report, I think, it, I forget who it was exactly, but a, a Boston media guy was saying that he believes the Titans are using, basically using Tom Brady to, to use leverage and, and lower a deal with, with Ryan Tannehill, which looks to be the case because, I oh, mean, sure. of what we're looking at as far as the numbers in this deal. And, I mean... So you think Vrabel FaceTime Brady to piss off Tannehill, and he's like, "Okay, maybe I gotta get." This I think going. that honestly, like a, I don't know if it was Edelman or if it was just them being buddies. Like, I really don't think there was much of that story outside. Or maybe, dude, if they're playing that kind of chess over checkers, it's like, boys, let's go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if they're setting up, hey, like, yeah, sitting about five rows behind Brady and, and, and Edelman and Jimmy Fallon, I want I'm going to FaceTime him at two minutes on the third quarter, and you make sure that camera's rolling because, by the way, that camera, that angle was. Perfect. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was it, it was it looked like <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if they're playing that kind of chess, dude, let's go. That's exciting. But um, again, I want to get back to your points because if Tannehill, you said if Tannehill goes back to being the Miami Dolphin Tannehill, I think the question for for the Titans' offense for for John Robinson going into the draft, this is a deep quarterback class. I think it would be foolish to not use a second, maybe third-round pick on a guy, a Jalen Hurts. Um, I don't love Jake Fromm, but, I mean, he, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to think of other guys. Yeah, I'm trying know. to think of other guys that, not in, like in that, 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 that uh, kind of area in the draft that might be there. I, I would love Jalen Hurts for the sake of what this offense is. But if he shits the bed and he's the same old Tannehill, give the keys to Derrick Henry, hopefully after you just paid him a big old, you know, slump of money and let him take it and then reassess. And again, you might have, I just think it's too, val- too valuable for the sake of what this franchise has been through the last four years with Marcus Mariota. We talked about head coach changes and mm-hmm. I'm sorry to be long winded, but I'm, the head coaching changes, offensive coordinators to have some continuity for a change. And my perspective is so valuable for guys like AJ Brown and Johnny Smith and even a Corey Davis, who's in a contract year in 2020 and, or potentially with the option, uh, the fifth year option being on the table. That's just something to me that I think Brady, I think it's more likely for Brady to regress than for Brady, for, for uh, Tannehill to go back to being dolphins uh, quarterback. But, but Chase, what do you think? I mean, Zach brings up good points, but I mean, you give me your take. Yeah. I'm kind of with you. I think it's more likely Tannehill keeps going. And even if, if it's the same Tannehill as last year, um, I just I, I think I would choose that over Brady. I watched a lot of Patriots games too. I mean, they're just nationally televised. And Tom just yeah. doesn't look the same, man. And I know his I know his receiving core was a little bit worse last year and all that other stuff. And there's no Gronk anymore. And it's just he didn't look that good where you had moments with Tannehill. You're like yeah. – Shit, <laughs> that guy. Yeah, I mean, he made some throws that we've just never seen out of him, and he he looked good. And I, I think you have to have somebody a little bit more mobile than Tom behind this line. Pass pass blocking wise, we've seen it. We we have a couple of those games where I just don't know how well Tom survives oh, yeah. behind that line sometimes. So I, I think a little bit more mobility, a little bit more youth. Um, also another thing that we have to consider, which is probably going to happen, which another thing, Tom being a system guy is going to lose the amount of time he's going to get to work with these wide receivers. Um, it'd be, it'd be a little bit different this year behind with, I mean, I know AJ Brown and Johnu and Corey Davis still has that potential, but like him going down there, it's going to make it a lot easier on Tom. I think he's walking in the right situation in the last two to three years. Is what you know, we we all I think we all mm-hmm. three think you know two to three years left. So like for those last two or three years to get the kind of talent that he's going to have with Evans and OJ and Godwin and Brait and you know they've still got potential to sign another running back. I mean, I think that's a better situation than him walking in with younger guys having to figure out something because there's definitely going to be a pushback as far as timing for OTAs and all that stuff. So he's going to only get, you know, seven or eight less practices than he would have initially trying to roll into the season. There's a one less uh, preseason game and all that stuff. So that just kind of factors in to where he's just not going to have the same continuity with guys that are still learning where, 
you know, there's going to be some talent that's going to make up for lack of execution with Tom and Mike Evans and Godwin down there. So I just think it's a better situation for us to have that already established knowing of the system, keep it rolling. Tannehill looked really good at times. He's a, he's played really well. Not He's not elite, but he played really well and he does exactly what we need him to. And he was willing to take that deal. Now I do also think, I think there was a flirting with Tom, but we wanted to marry Ryan. So yeah. That's coming from a guy who watches about. the bachelor baby. It's <laughs> all about the relationship. <laughs> I sure do. That's right. I know. I know the game. Well, hey, Tracy talked game. about this a second ago, and and officially for all those listening today, there was a conference call with Titans media, who got on with Dennis Kelly, and and just for the sake of what Dennis Kelly's been, he's been the swing tackle, and he's he filled it in last year when Lawan was out with his suspension, and now that Conklin's going to Cleveland, he and this is from his mouth that the Tennessee Titans told him. If we don't work a deal with Jack, we're going to sign you, and you are the guy. So I know a lot of folks – it's really hit or miss with, with Dennis Kelly. Huge man. This is something that Ryan Tannehill even said today. He's enormous. Like he's, <laughs> uh, I think he and, and Lawan are I – think I think he's taller than Lawan, but they're about the same weight, but he's just a big old burly man. Um, but the Undertaker is locking down the right-hand side. Does it concern you that they've kind of given him that role, or are, are you guys pretty confident um, with what he was able to do, kind of in what you saw for the first like, what, four weeks last year, and he kind of filled in and, and caught a couple touchdowns throughout the season? Mm, I'm still a little worried, to be honest. I like I like Dennis. I, I, there's points where I'm like, man, he's done really great. But then there was this one – Shining moment. No, it's it's a situational thing. I get it. But there was one shining moment where Jack went out of a game. God, I can't remember which one it was. But as soon as Dennis came in, he gave up a sack and a tackle for loss. Sweet. Like, Not what you want to see, Bob. Not what you want to see, Bob. Um, I think I'm out. So, yeah, I'm still a yeah, I uh, I like the guy. I think he could do well. I think it's one of those things like last year. Um, you know, he could be – he could use some help from tight ends and kind of Adam Humphreys chipping on some edge guys. But um, at the same time, I think he's a pretty damn good run blocker and just give the ball to Henry, let him open up some lanes and and see what he can do. Um, One thing I did want to ask you guys too, um, as far as Derek Henry, are you, how long do you think he could potentially hold out? Because it has been something everyone's assuming that this deal is going to take place. And even, I know John Robinson historically has given long-term deals to guys like Lawan and Casey and Kevin Byard during that training, like prior to training camp or that first week or two of training camp. I don't think this is going to be a big deal to, to get a deal done. I think it's just kind of getting that the fluff away and kind of getting out of the woods with um, with free agency. But what do you all think as far as Derek Henry? You think he's pissed? You think he's just happy to be back, or, or what are you thinking he's uh, going to do? I think I think it could potentially become a very big deal. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I think that he sees uh, what Zeke went through, and I'm not gonna say it's the same situation, but you could see similarities in it. Because um, I think that at the time when Zeke was holding out, he really thought that he brought just as much to the table as Dak did, um, if not more. And you could argue that he probably does more than Dak, um, but. I just I, I'm nervous that Henry, now that we've seen the deal from Tannehill, I, I'm nervous that he's gonna hold out to get his yeah. money. Because he knows that he, he has seen that if you hold out and go have your personal training camp in, you know, Cancun, Mexico during the entire, you know, training camp, you're gonna get mm-hmm. paid and nothing's gonna happen to you. Now we 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 are not run like Cowboys, the, yeah. um, the Cowboys, and I think that that could play into it. I think that you know Vrabel, you know he doesn't put up with yeah. shit, and I feel like Jason Garrett could not get pushed around, but yeah. was not as putting that putting his fist down on the table and be like you know either you take this damn deal yeah. or you don't, and and so I'm hoping mm-hmm. that you know we can come to an agreement with him early. But I also think that we shouldn't be so naive to think that, you know, he should just be excited to be back and, and you know, just joyful that he is playing for the Titans. It's like, no, dude, like this this guy has 
gone beyond earning his money and he deserves it. And so I feel like the longer that we wait and giving him these, giving him a lower deal than he probably is asking for, I'm not saying give him everything he's asking for. I have no, I have no clue what he's asking for. Um, but I don't think that we should be in a position of you should, you know, you kind of owe us for the position that, you, that we're putting you in to come play for us. It's like, no, we wouldn't have been in some of the situations that we would have been mm-hmm. in without right. him. And I feel like he needs yeah. he needs to be shown that by the organization and by John Robinson and, and just showing, you know, we we know how important you are to our team. And so let us yeah. show you that we, we understand yeah. that. So I think it could be yeah. – I think I it think could this... turn into a big deal if we, if, if we hold out. If we make it go long, yeah. I think it could turn into a big deal. Yeah, I think that, that AFC championship run – put a spotlight that we've not the the Tennessee Titans just haven't had in a while so this deal especially with Derek because you're talking about that was probably like the greatest four game run any running backs ever had so so I mean this spotlight for this deal I don't it's not going to be the same because we're not the Cowboys but I know what you're saying similar ish where now the deal is like hey we don't do this without Derek but Derek doesn't do this without us either. So it's it's one of those things that once everybody realizes, like, hey, yeah, we need Ezekiel Elliott. Dak needs Zeke, right. but Zeke also needs Dak. And so once we kind of figure out, hey, we've got our first fall here. We've got our we got our pieces together with Tannehill. You know, what we don't have that third piece of Amari Cooper, which makes them that three hundred monster pretty worthwhile, especially that offense, but I do think this media pressure is going to come down to like, hey, they're always going to side. The people are always going to side with the players. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, you bunch of rich owners, and it's just the truth of the matter. So, I think this is going to become a bigger deal than and, we want it to. Unfortunately, but do, do you think that he couldn't do that on another team? That you said that you know he needs the Titans, and we he wouldn't be here with that. But you don't think that he could do that on another team? It depends on the team. And Not what, many. Go ahead, Jason. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I was thinking. I, I just don't think there's many. I don't think there's many people that because are, of the offensive uh, line. I think a lot. Of, yeah, O line scheme willingness willingness for a scheme. Honestly, because most pe- bad coaches are going to give in to trends, and the trend is to throw it. Uh, it's weird to have a guy like that because he's not a big time pass catching back. So uh, it just depends. There's people that it would give up. Um, it's just one of those things like, yeah, you have to be smart enough to use him, but you also have to be a little bit selfless as far as a coach yeah. and like, oh, I want to aerate it. But I think it's, well, so it's, it's funny think, that right? y'all are having this kind of segue into this conversation is that people were thinking there's some you know guys on Twitter, even non-Titans fans that look at the Titans and think, oh, y'all are nothing without Derrick Henry. And I don't subscribe to that thought and thinking – he carried yes, he had some great statistical games, but without Tannehill's ability to throw the long ball, work the play action, like Tannehill, I mean, again, there was games where he threw what seventy two yards in one of the, I think the first divisional round or maybe maybe wild card game. The entire year, and this is why I was saying, yeah. depending on the team, the Jets are a prime example that nobody respects their passing game because I mean, yes, they have Arnold and he's still kind of coming to and, and Anderson, the receiver, I forget his first name, but I mean, there are teams he could go to and get a huge paycheck, get paid. And then everyone just stacks the box and it's not that no one cares about the, you know, the pass game. And that's again, why I'm like, give me yeah. a good team where we can execute what I'm good at. We all know that Henry's in the gym 24 seven getting huge. He's got the work ethic. And again, I think Zach, like you were saying, the, the appreciation, I think, will be shown, and I don't think they're going to drag ass and, and make it some big storyline. I'm sure the media might push it out like they do, but I think Henry needs Tannehill as much as Tannehill needs Henry. And again, like the tandem, we saw Henry without Tannehill, and we saw him with Marcus Mariota in 2018. He was on, he was rumored to be on the trading block, I think, after. Maybe it was after that Patriots game that they were fielding calls and kind of shopping him. But once Tannehill comes in and he mm-hmm. has a quality quarterback that can actually extend the field with – we saw him hit Khalif Raymond and 
how many times did we see Tannehill hit AJ Brown or Corey Davis for a long game or Johnny Smith? Like that is a that is a multi-dimensional offense when you can have a uh, you know your play action and your run game, but even a guy like Johnny Smith line up in the backfield and go for forty yards. Like it's about the situation to me, and I I do think that the Titans are going to pay him. I you know like right now I'm looking yeah. on Spo Track and the market value is still up at like a 13.8 million dollars a year type of deal, ideally. And this is compared to Zeke Todd Gurley, who's rumored to be on the trade block. David Johnson, who just got shipped to Houston, God rest his soul. And then Le- Le'Veon Bell, like the average is showing a four-year deal, 55 million dollar contract, and it's I think number three for running backs, but it's uh it's I think it's a fair deal. But I think, I mean, right now he's making $10.2 million. So it's not like they're going to be breaking the bank to scoop it up a few million. Um, just a matter of the longevity of the deal, in my opinion. So, yeah, which is always, which is scary for running backs because, I mean, who's really, yeah, really worked yeah. out? You know? Yeah. And something that uh, even, so. it's, it's unfortunate. I don't find the Titans. I think it's the market and the the name and the the game of how it is now with running backs. Like uh, Spotrack put a, a tweet out the other day, just saying the tenth highest paid player for these positions, and they had him listed, you know, quarterback all the way to, to punt and kicker. The running back position, the tenth, the tenth player. This is nuts to me. Being paid right now is making five million dollars a year. So all the way down that list, and the top, I think the tenth player as a kicker is making $4 million a year. Just spit on the yeah. running back's name. That's just kind of sad, like, especially seeing what Henry did last year and guys like Zeke and, and Gurley. All those things to say, like, that that's crazy of how the market is and, and what it means for running backs. But, guys, let's, let's start to wrap this thing up. I did want to have our closing topic. Um, and actually, before we get to that, the, we didn't touch on Vic Beasley being being brought in today. It's a one-year deal, nine and a half million dollars. Yeah. He could make up to twelve million. I think this signing—it's not the big, sexy Jadavion Clowney signing that Titans fans wanted, but I think this is a lateral move of getting rid of a Cam Wake, who's thirty-seven, bringing in a younger guy, and you get the exact same production uh, of what Cam Wake did mm-hmm. last year. And and I mean, Vic Beasley, I think in twenty sixteen seventeen had fifteen sacks in a season, so. Line them up to guys like Jerome yeah. Casey, Simmons, Daquan Jones, and Harold Landry, and I'm just I'm hoping for the best. I don't know what happens, but if Vrabel can elevate a guy like Kamale Correa, who knows what he can do with a former first round defensive end? Um, but final topic here, we man, we've touched a lot on this episode, boys. Um, the NFL yeah, because tough. of COVID nineteen and the coronavirus, the NFL. They're not hold. They're not doing any events for the NFL draft. I think they're doing a private hold for the NFL draft, where it's basically I think just team reps, Goodell, some personnel, and it's going to be very, I would assume, awkward. Um, but what do you think? I mean, what's your reaction <laughs> to it? Should they push it back? I mean, should they just do it over, you know, over a live stream and and everyone kind of be separate, or what would that look like? And and what are your initial thoughts with the NFL draft being? basically canceled as far as all the events go. I mean, I, one, I just think it's super unfortunate. I mean, obviously there's so many things that have been canceled. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my, uh, my fiance earlier and I was like, I just feel like nothing in my world is the same <laughs> from 14 days ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah. sports, sports are gone. You know, restaurants are closing down. There's nothing in the grocery stores. It, it's just, Everything that I'm thinking, like I even got, I got an email today saying the freaking utility company is, you know, you can't go inside the utility company for, you know, extended amount of time. You can only call them or pay things online. So everything is just changing. I said all to say it's unfortunate that the, the, that the draft is going to be no longer held because that's such a fun night to watch. And, you know, maybe I'm just coming off of that Nashville draft high. And I know I'm biased, mm-hmm. but that was the coolest yeah. looking night. Yeah, it was awesome. Seen. I mean, Nashville looked electric. It was awesome. It looked like the players were having a good time. The fans obviously were just crazy. And I, as much as I love Nashville, I feel like you take that night and you double it, and then you yeah. have Vegas. And it's just so unfortunate that we're not going to be able to see them. I'm sure they're going to go back to Vegas because – 
You know, they're building the new stadium. Yeah. I know they're going to go back and do a draft there. But it's just unfortunate that, you know, the year that um, the new Raider Stadium is going to be opened up, if that gets opened up on time now, um, that it's not going to be there. I think personally – the best way to do this, um, I, I mean, I haven't looked into everything, but I would think it just need to be, you know, have the owners or just have a team rep in a single room um, that we can all watch, uh, almost like the NBA lottery, um, where it's, it's very, very small group of people, and you have a team representative that kind of shows, you know, who they're going to get, but then obviously it's different for the NFL. But yeah. you get what I'm saying? It's just a, it's a very intimate setting. You don't have the fans in there um, because they physically can't be in there for this one. And so, but you still, you don't want it to be like we're all just watching an esports live stream. Like, I don't want, I'm not going to, I'm yeah. not going to. Yeah, I don't think Ocho. No, yeah. Right. Like, I'll, wa- I'll yeah. watch it come through Twitter, but I'm not going to plan around my, I'm not going to plan my day. Actually, I probably would because there's nothing else to freaking watch. <laughs> but on yep. a good day, I'm not going to plan my day around to watch an esports related. NFL draft. There's just nothing. There's nothing yeah. fun about it, and so I'm I'm hoping that they can figure out a way to get team representatives, whatever, whether it's you know Hall of Fame players that come back like they usually do for the draft, and they get to be the representatives, or it's the owners, whatever you want to do. Um, I just I hope that they don't cancel it and or push it back. I feel like that the country needs something to at least stay in place, or we're all gonna mm-hmm. kill ourselves. It's just gonna. We're we're all just gonna be like, what are we gonna do? Nothing is going the way right. it's supposed to go. Yeah, mm, I'm I'm with you, man. I, you have to do something fun for it. You have to make it. You know, you need you need the Pat McAfee's. You need the Dion's. You need all the funnest guys. You you need Michael Irvin. Any good team representative. You gotta have them, even if it's super fans. That's the only way people are gonna stay intrigued. You know, everybody's gonna really sell it. I mean, I think people are gonna be. I think. I mean, even those guys, even your Hall of Famers, we're all getting quarantined here. Everybody's gonna be so bored that human interaction is gonna be yeah awesome at that point. So people are just gonna be like, "Yes, I will sell my soul to go do something today." Yeah. Yes. I mean, who would your pick? Who so. would y'all's pick be for the Titans? As the team representative, you got one person could be a, a super fan, current player, Hall of Fame player, coach. Who would y'all pick to be the Titans representative in the, in a celebrity mm-hmm. draft? I guess would be if you're gonna put Pat yeah. McAfee in there, like who would Boss Hawk? <laughs> Boss Hawk Taylor one. That's exactly who I was thinking. That is exactly I was Double. thinking. You said Sam Taylor one, little shot of beer off of a catfish. And yes. then show yes. our pick, or or pull yes. the pick out of the catfish, <laughs> then shotgun the beer. What if he did? Yes, out of the out of the belly, out of the belly. <laughs> that would be so wonderful. Maybe. Oh, well, something like yes. I, I was going to say Jeff Fisher, but I guess y'all took it to the <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> um, but something that yeah. you know, speaking of Nashville, and they kind of set records, obviously for attendance. They had six hundred thousand people. Um, I was down there for the first round and kind of puttered around for the second round the second day. But just to think of the amount of money that Vegas is losing oh. for the events, I mean, dude, oh. it's, it's, it's not even. But even can you imagine the, the yeah. bets for the over under games that people dude, are going to Speaking put of the on, betting, I saw that like, they were that I forget it was if it was Bravada or whoever it was is now betting on the weather. <laughs> Like, what is it going to do today? What are you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need to look that up. What's the spell, oh, God. Man? It's going to freaking rain. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I had friends win money. I had friends win money on the Oh, Democratic Lord. Not, it's not even kidding. Fandle well, has Democratic I actually Democratic watched uh, the movie Uncut Gems last night. And if y'all haven't seen that, I highly recommend it. But there were some tense moments where he's waiting on the outcomes of some some high, uh, some high dollar bets. So uh, nobody out there go and, and spoil yourself on uh or, or or break the bank on the weather betting, but um, but guys, uh, golly, we've touched a lot, and I freaking love it because there is so much happening right now. But I want to let everybody know, um, my name's Trey Wynn. You can find me on Twitter. It's T R E S, and I want to give an opportunity for these guys as well. Make sure to follow me on Twitter. Follow Chat Ten Sports. We're on every platform that you are. Want to make sure uh, 
even with our events happening and, and unfortunately the cancellations, like right now we were supposed to be downtown at Parkway Poorhouse uh, celebrating some St. Patty's with some folks, but obviously, unfortunately they've, they've closed down. Um, as soon as they open back up, we will let you all know and make sure. Uh, but Chase, where can the folks find you on the Twitter? On the Twitter, find me at MC Green. Sir, and Zach, where can they find you, sir? I like it. Yeah, I have a really boring one. I didn't figure mine out. Mine just Zachary T. Brooks. <laughs> like, just like, it's like my mom made my Twitter handle. Like, good yeah. lord. I need to, I need to, I'll let's get Zachary yeah, to Twitter. Twitter. As long as I can find you and, and something changes, we'll let you guys know. Yeah. Zachary T. Brooks. Yeah, all for all those, thanks so much for love listening. It. Again, if you'll do a, a favor for us, share this, rate it, and subscribe. We'd love to hear your interaction, your thought on anything that we've talked about tonight or today or whenever you listen to this. Um, it's been a lot of fun, but still a lot of things are happening. I'm even looking right now of the list of available free agents. A lot of guys still out there, obviously, namely Logan Ryan for the Titans. Where's he going to end up? A lot of quarterbacks. I mean, a lot of pieces to fall, but, uh, but you can interact with us on Twitter there. But for all those listening, again, thank you for uh, for all of us. Guys, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll leave it like we usually do and say go Titans, and uh, hope you all have a great rest of your week. Peace out, guys. guys.